0: Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward podcast. The theme of being connected, and I know we talked about uh, stressing the holidays and applying the right things in the holidays, but really the true source of peace the Bible said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. And I like it. It's translated shalom, shalom. Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. If we fix our mind on Jesus, and that's the prayer phrase of Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. It's not in front of me. But thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Our source of peace is our connection to jesus christ and that's what's going to give you peace even a peace that passes all understanding so being connected to jesus christ knowing who he is let's look at the book of colossians first of all some of the things that can be annoying reverend patterson was reading some first world problems now first world problems are problems that people encounter in wealthy nations basically a first world problem is not a problem okay it's what we call a problem it's what the rest of the world calls a blessing or at the most a minor inconvenience so I'd like to start off with some first-world problems maybe you've had some of these maybe you've suffered through some of these where should I put this pizza box it is too big to put in the fridge first-world problem I'm so hungry but I don't want to cook first-world problem I was stuck in traffic for 30 minutes. What a horrible day. First world problem. I'm hungry, but I already brushed my teeth. First world problem. My walk-in closet is just not big enough for all my clothes. First world problem. There's not enough dressing on my salad. Now my salad tastes like salad. First world problem, there's nothing to drink at home except an unlimited supply of fresh drinking water. First world problem, I want food from the back of the fridge but the food in the front of the fridge is blocking the food that I want in the back of the fridge. First world problem, if I use one pillow, my head is too low, I can't get to sleep. If I use two pillows, My head is too high and I can't get to sleep. My smartphone is too big to fit in my pocket. My matching shampoo and conditioner never run out at the same time. And last, well I got two more, oh three more. I can't sit comfortably when I go out to eat because my wallet that's in my pocket is just too fat. My house is so big That the Wi Fi is not super great in all of the rooms. And lastly, and this is if you suffered through this, McDonald's only gave me one pack of barbecue sauce for my 20 piece chicken nuggets. First world problem. Staying, well, the connection that we need to Jesus Christ. You know that if you have no connection and you have a smartphone that's too big to fit in your pocket, well, your smartphone really isn't that smart, right? You need a connection to the internet to apply most of the functions on your, your smartphone that we, we use and take for granted all of our day. And in fact, if your smartphone goes down, it's amazing. It's like the power went out. It's like, my phone, my phone, I can't do this, I can't do that, you're right. You can, you know, look at, I don't know, pictures on your, your, you can talk to somebody. (laughs) What's almost as bad as a spotty connection where you try to load something and you load half the page and then it goes back out. So you've got a half of a screen. So there was some years ago, there was a yachtsman, not a guy who plays Yahtzee, but a guy who sails a boat. Okay. And his name was Michael Plant, and he set sail from the U.S. to France. He was sailing in a state-of-the-art vessel called the Coyote, the Coyote. It had the latest electronics, tracking equipment, and could communicate with the satellite. So he was connected, right? One of its amazing features was this 8,000-pound weight, a huge weight. And it was bolted or connected to the keel, to the bottom part that rides under the water, okay? And the reason for this eight thousand pound weight at the bottom of the ship—the keel—is the bottom of the ship. Okay, so it, r- it rides below the waterline. This eight thousand pound weight made it pretty much impossible for the ship to capsize because it was so heavy that any wave that would just uh, would make it impossible for this ship to to turn over because of this huge weight that was below the water. Well. He had already sailed around the world. He was experienced. So when no radio contact for 11 days happened, no one was really that worried. He had done things before. But after a while, they found the boat. The the captain was nowhere to be found. But they found the boat, and it was upside down. The boat that was impossible to sink or impossible to capsize was capsized. So it was turtled. So the upside down, uh, the the bottom part was on top. The 8,000 pound weight had broken loose. And when it broke loose, all it took was one wave to capsize that boat. See, with all the satellite connections in the world, they were no good when your boat capsized and all that stuff got wet, right? The weight, not the cell phone, the weight, had lost its connection. And when the weight lost its connection, the boat was unsafe in the storm. Well, the Bible says in, that that in Jesus Christ we have an anchor like a weight for our soul. Jesus Christ is that weight that when, when he's there in our life, we can't be capsized. So not so much a, a radio connection illustration, but an illustration to the weight. And I'm thankful that even the word glory means weight. You know, in the glory of God, it's almost like the heaviness of God. Jesus Christ is our connection to the Father. So Colossians, we're talking about being connected and really staying connected. So when you have a connection on your phone, you wanna keep connected, right? Well, when you get connected to Jesus, we wanna stay connected to Jesus. So I've got a bunch of stuff here to start, but since I already, let me just, maybe I can. So there was some Tri-Cities area. I think there's a Tri-Cities area in Washington State. And I keep asking people to tell me the Tri-Cities. Do you know the Tri-Cities area? Right. It's not Olympia, but there's three cities. Was it Yakima? Not Yakima. But they're called the Tri Cities area, and I don't think I've heard of any of them. Maybe one of them. One out of three. We'll look them up after Bible study. But there was a Tri Cities area Hierapolis, Laodicea, which you hear about in Revelation, and Colossi. Colossi has disappeared, but in those times, it was kind of the lesser of those three cities that I just read. Kind of like Jacksonville, Orange Park, and Colossae or Middleburg. I mean, that's just it wasn't a very big place, a real happening place, but Paul wrote this letter to this church from prison in Rome. And at least one source says he may not have even visited the church in person. And you know, it's interesting, though Paul was in prison, Paul never stopped his connection with Jesus Christ. You know, if you have a walk with God, it doesn't matter where you are. You can still do something for God. They put Paul in prison. He wrote letters, including this one, that people read 2,000 years later, even though he was behind bars. They put that man named John Bunyan in prison, and he wrote... uh, Pilgrim's Progress that is still one of the best-selling books on faith and one of the best-selling books in the history of books because, so preacher, what if they put you out in the desert? John the Baptist was out in the desert but people would go out to where John the Baptist was. People would go out to where Jesus was in the desert. Why? Because he had a connection and people, people are looking for a connection to God. So, the importance of the connection. Let's look at Colossians chapter one, so we'll get right started. So you have to meet people where they are before you can take them to where they haven't been. That's the importance of a connection. When you meet someone, and when I meet someone, I try to say hi to them, how they would understand it. I might say, hello, sir, to someone, and I might say, what's up, to someone else. So preacher, is that, is that being disingenuous? it's making a connection. Or I say, Como estas? Or I say, Sava, If they're uh, from Haiti or from France. Why? Because I want to make a connection to the person. Didn't Paul say, I am made all things to all men? I believe Paul wants to make a connection. He said that I might by all means save some. So Paul was used to making a connection with people. If you ever made a connection with someone, you know, they're listening. They're 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 excited. And have you ever had it where are you you haven't made a connection? <laughs> I've had those too. But you know what? As long as you're doing what God wants you to do, just today we were walking out of this place, and I, I, I God laid it on my heart to invite this guy to church. But then these other people just kind of walked by, and we he had seen one of the people, so we kind of said hi to them. And that person that I wanted to invite to church walked away, and I told my wife like, Oh, man. So we went and got in our car real quick and drove around and basically cut the guy off. He's already in his, his truck, and, and uh, so we invited him out to church and everything, and he goes, no, no, man, I'm good, I'm good. And so I introduced myself, and he introduced himself, and as he drove off, I said, you know, uh, it, it didn't really seem like he was excited, but you just gotta do what God wants you to do. And when God lays something on your heart, God wants us to be instantly obedient. You know, just like your kids, when you tell them, clear the table, You don't want it done in 30 minutes right you kind of want it done right when you say it so god laid it on my heart and i told uh my wife i said who knows man was covered in tattoos i said maybe the man was a pastor maybe the man uh uh, had uh, gone needed to get back to his walk with god we don't know all i know is that if you're connected to jesus god will guide your life and don't be ashamed to invite someone even if they don't fall into your arms and swoon Just be what God wants you to be. So let's look at the connection. Paul, verse 1, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And Timotheus, that's Timothy, our brother. And that was a young man that Paul uh, really molded, had gotten saved, and Paul really molded and poured some books into. We read them, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, teaching him how to be a pastor. And it says, verse 2, to the saints... And the faithful brethren, thank God for the faithful brethren, in Christ, which are at Colossae. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Interesting. Have you ever had to correct someone? Start with something good. Hey. Hey. Paul is saying, hey, because there's this correction in most of Paul's letters, right? But he's like, hey, God bless you. And he, he isn't saying this insincerely. Hey, God bless you. Peace. Grace. Now, if you don't start positively. Now, I know because I'm married. I started out on a negative tone. And it was like kind of like pouring a soda into a cup with a lid on top. <laughs> And it makes a big mess. Why? Because I didn't start positive. And then there's another woman in my life, my daughter, and she's just like her mom. If I start off negatively or if I talk to her like she's a man. You know, men and women are really different. I'm not trying to be old fashioned, but look, men, you can just come up, hit them on the shoulder and yell at them. And they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And, and uh, women are just, just different. I I just, you know, you can't walk up, hit him on the shoulder and just, you know, raise your voice at him. It's not going to work. You're going to pour your soda with the lid on. So he starts out positive. And, and how do you know? Because I've, <laughs> well, I know, I know. <laughs> Verse three, there's good news. There's good news from Colossians. So he starts off with God bless you. And then he's going to uh, share some things that he has heard from the church and you know what i've talked about when you praise people and really praise is important okay and i'm not talking about buttering someone or being insincere but if it's specific and sincere it's good to praise someone specifically and sincerely not just say hey good job but hey for example my daughter hey honey good job folding the napkins that was a real blessing make it a specific praise so The Bible says we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. And then he says, praise God, it says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. You know, Paul said in verse 3, he said, praying always for you. And I've shared this before, but when you pray, something's gonna happen okay something's gonna happen I like how one preacher said from Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20 he said when you pray with faith Jesus said and nothing shall be impossible unto you the way the preacher said it and it's kind of looking at it a little bit differently but he said when you pray it is impossible for nothing to happen So when you don't think that prayer, see, sometimes the devil's like, oh, it's no use. Don't pray, brethren. It's impossible for nothing to happen when you pray. So something's going to happen. Either the situation's going to change or you're going to change. I remember there was a man named Tim Tebow. He said, God, either give me this thing that I'm praying for or take it out of my heart. And one way or the other, something was going to change. That's what I'm talking about. Paul said we're praying always. Why? Because he believes that prayer works. Since we heard of your faith, and then here's the specific. We heard of your faith in Jesus Christ. And in verse 4, And of the love which ye have to all the saints. And it was a blessing. So on Sunday, after church... Uh, church ended at, what, 12? And the, the final people started to leave after the potluck and different things around 2, right? Around 2 o'clock. And it wasn't just the regulars, the Pattersons, the Bigelows, and Spence, the regulars, right? There were other people here fellowshipping and talking. And, and I was like, God, this is, this is really awesome. I, I, the other last week in Bible study, I was cramming for Bible study last week. Uh, that's just the way that it was sometimes days were like that you, you know when you rush into Bible study sometimes the preacher is too so I had the door shut praying for a few minutes of Bible of type stuff in and I could hear everybody talking and laughing outside and I was like man that's a real blessing it just touched my heart as a preacher because that's what Paul said the love that you have to all the saints. when we're connected to Jesus Christ it's gonna be an outpouring the Bible said the fruit of the Spirit is Well, the fruit of the spirit it's not fruits of the spirit it's not nine fruits of the spirit you notice what I said it's the fruit of the spirit it's like one fruit but the first thing it's mentioned is what love the fruit of the spirit it just comes out of us and we love people um the bible said by this shall all men know you're my disciples why because of the love you have one to the other the other day we were going to saint augustine and they had shut the the bridge down the main bridge for four hours so we were headed down with all of the other poor people down highway 17 so we had a first-world problem right so the the 40-minute trip took like two hours and 30 minutes and there's a place when you're going down highway 17 where it goes from I think three lanes to two lanes and it's the left lane that disappears I don't drive this road that often okay so I had just gotten into the left lane and uh Realized that it was disappearing, so I went to put my signal on, and apparently other people that drive that road more often thought I was trying to cheat. You know, like, oh, this guy is trying to get. I was just lost. I didn't know what I was doing. So he nosed in. Wouldn't look. You ever have someone? They don't look at you. They just nose right there. They will not let you merge. And so you just sit there and wait for the mercy of someone to let you in. And what 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 I began to feel was not the fruit of the spirit that was not what i began to feel okay <laughs> i'm just telling you and what i had to do and we, is that the, the the fruit of the spirit is not natural it's supernatural and that's what i'm telling you because so a preacher but i just felt like oh yeah i felt like getting around the guy and just getting in front of him just to get in front of him and i was like wait but what is that that's not god and so you know what i did i began to pray for him I, I began to pray for him, I, I never talked to the guy, his, he, he would not look at me, he had a big huge truck and he would not look at me and uh, I prayed for him and I prayed blessings on his life. Why? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? What? That's the fruit of the Spirit. Amen, it's love. So ending up, we were both going 10 miles an hour, it didn't matter, we didn't go very fast anyway, but I thank God that he helps us to love people. I said, well what if someone does you wrong? Brethren, I did Jesus wrong for like 20 years. But Jesus loved me and that's why I eventually came to my senses and gave my life to Jesus Christ because of the love that he showed to me. So the Bible said speaking the truth in love. This boy was at the carnival and uh, he went to a booth where the man said to the boy, if I can write your exact weight on this piece of paper you have to give me $50. And if I can't I give you $50. Little boy looked around. There were no scales. And uh, so he agrees. He was just going to say, you know, if the guy told him his exact weight. He would just lie and say, oh, no, you're a little bit off. You know, he had it all figured out. So in the end, the little boy, he ended up paying the man $50. Because the man handed the boy a piece of paper and it said, Your exact weight on the piece of paper. Anyway, so for the hope, verse 5, which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Now, when you come to the house of God, the gospel is information. It's not just emotion No, I thank God for emotion. I thank God for singing. That's worship, okay? But the gospel is information. Uh, When you go to the doctor, you don't want the doctor to say, Hallelujah, how you doing? Praise God, amen, amen, amen. That doesn't tell you anything, does it? The doctor says, look, we've done some tests and this is what you've got going on. And this is the prescription that we're going to give you, and it's going to do this, and you need to take it, and uh, you know, we're going to recommend surgery, or we're going to recommend this course of action that they give you information. And you know, I'm thankful that uh, when God comes into our life, God begins to speak into our word, uh, to our life the word of truth, which is the gospel. And that's why I recommend this book called "The Bible." When you read the Bible, it will give you the best way to live. This information. I just recently finished the Bible, and so I'm kind of like reading other things. I'm reading here and there in the Bible until I start it again on January 1st. That's when I like to start the Bible. So it's kind of like free, free week, or whatever. So it's it's having a good time anyway. Reading the Bible again. The Bible said, which is come unto you, as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth. Fruit. the gospel brings forth fruit you know when some people go to church but their life doesn't change they just speak a little church or Christianese or say hallelujah but they're still doing things that people who don't go to church do there's something wrong because how do i don't know what an apple tree looks like except i can look at i'm not that smart but i can identify a fruit okay that's an apple now with citrus I can't always do it, but I can get it close, right? It's like, that's an orange or a lime or a lemon, okay? It's one of those, okay? But I can get it pretty close, why? Because of the fruit. And really, I don't recognize the tree, I'm not an expert, but I can see what's coming out of that tree. And you know what, people might not know us, but they can see the fruit of our life. I don't have to have 15,000 bumper stickers, on the back of my car telling the world i'm a christian if i act like a christian people will know that i'm a christian the bible said "Bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day that the day you heard of it and knew the grace of god in truth you know i my daughter she she knows about grace okay grace gives me what i do not deserve mercy does not give me what i do deserve you see how that's different so man everyone's gonna hear this but so my daughter was misbehaving where my parents have rented a house it was little but then i corrected her and i got the look like "Mm," and i'm like oh come here And I said, I would already threatened her, I think, with some stair runs, which is just going up the stairs. But this place has three flights of stairs. And we were at the top floor. And I said, give me two stair runs and count in Spanish. So she kind of lowered her head and walked away. And I was like, my parents are gonna hear some Spanish and some huffing and puffing, right? And she came back and she said, dad, can I have grace? You know what have you ever gone to god for grace (laughs) you you messed up and you're like god give me grace and so i mean she said it kind of under her breath right because everyone was eating and i said i said yes you can have grace you know really god's not looking to punish us is he he just wants us to correct our actions if god wants to punish us couldn't he have thrown a lightning bolt or just blown us up or caused our atoms to split apart you know whatever god wanted to do but god doesn't looking for that he looked to sacrifice himself on the cross so that we could be made new. He looked to become a sacrifice for us. So if I see that my daughter's behavior has changed and she's sincere, I am really happy to give grace. You know why? Because I really want God to give me grace. (laughs) And I don't know about you, if you've served God for a little while, you've asked for grace. And you know what? God gives us what we don't deserve in grace and he doesn't give us what we do deserve. That's his mercy. And I thank God, mercy and grace is all from jesus christ verse seven as he also learned of epaphras our dear fellow servant who is for you a faithful minister of christ so epaphras um, didn't just you know go preach a revival and leave but he ministered to them and he taught them perhaps he was the pastor of the church in colossi but he was a faithful minister you know uh, it's exciting to like go visit on a vacation and you're like woohoo, go to Disney or something like that and then you leave. But have you ever seen the people that work at Disney? They're not so excited, are they? Like, can I see a ticket please? Mm-hmm. Wow, you live at Disney and you're not excited? It's not as easy to stay as it is to visit. And so being a faithful minister at Phaphras, it was something to say that he was there when they were up and he was there when the attendance was down. <laughs> There was a pastor that said right before service, there weren't a lot of people, and I guess he said something like, I guess it's not going to be a record Sunday today. I mean, we've all had those times where it's just like, well, praise God. Maybe you've had those kind of weeks or whatever, but he was faithful. And we can learn a lot from reading the word of God and learning about the faithfulness of men and women in God. Verse 8. Well, what did he say? He communicated unto Paul. Verse 8 who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. I'm thankful that uh, there were some things Paul had to get into, but he wanted to uh, start off with showing this is what the minister says about you, your love in the Holy Ghost. You have a sincere love for men and women. And you know what? Uh, Sometimes different ones like uh, Reverend Love uh, who preaches revivals he'll ask about certain ones and like brother spencer or something like that or brother spencer will ask about him you know and it's a blessing to keep those contacts up those concerns for brethren and reverend love should be here in a couple of months in february for a revival but uh it's exciting to keep those communications up people really care about one another in jesus christ and whether you see each other here or in Graham, Washington, or in a conference in Missouri, you'll see brothers glad handing and hugging each other, and you know, just like old buddies. Why? Because we are. We have love for each other in the spirit. Boy, I'm out of time. Let me get one more verse. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be free filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I remember as, as we close, there was someone I was really concerned about. And you'll notice, you come to church, you'll see people come, you'll kind of get everybody's patterns, right? Some people come on Sunday, some people come in the middle of the week, some people come every couple of weeks, some people come once a month. Some people, they're in and out. You see them like every year or something like that. And uh, as a pastor, it was someone who wasn't necessarily a faithful person, but God, you know, God puts them on your heart. And so I was praying for them. I was just praying for them. They hadn't been to church in a while, and I was just praying for them. We were in the car, my wife and I, and they called me. Ring. Like, so why don't you call them? Some people, you can't call them when they quit coming to church. They don't answer. Caller ID is a blessing and it's a curse, okay? Because people know it's you, right? I messaged someone and they blocked me. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> but they called me and I believe it was because I was praying for them. And I see as we go into the Christmas season, and everybody's all stressed out. Say, preacher, I can't even, they won't even talk to me. Well, they might not be able to talk to you. you might, they might not want to call you or, or have you message them, but you can pray for them. And when you pray for them, God can, can warm that heart. And uh, was it that, that movie Frozen? They said, you know, beware of that frozen heart. You know, that heart is hard when it gets frozen. And that's really what it's about. That heart that gets cold. But you know what? God's the one that can speak to the heart. That can warm the heart. That can fix relationships. And what a wonderful time for God to thaw relationships on Christmas as we stay connected, connected to Jesus. Let's uh, dismiss in prayer. Brother Spence, could you dismiss us in prayer? God bless you.